Hi there. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening, the comments, the shares, the likes, all that stuff that you help (laughs) and participate in while I'm sitting here talking to myself. I really do imagine that everybody's sitting out there listening and we're having a back and forth discussion and it's not just me talking to the walls uh, or the rabbit. I'm really good at that. Talking to the dead people, eh, sometimes they answer back too. So I appreciate you being here and for supporting the Introducing Yourself to Your Soul course. It is doing very well online. I'm excited. It's a self-guided course, four modules that drop with a little extra in there, and then live Q&As with me once a month, and then any you know support that you need, if I can help through email and all that jazz, I'm happy to do that too. And I'm just grateful that it is taking off and I've been able to respond to the question that people have asked for years, which one of my clients uh, coined it as Vicky to go. They wanted a Vicky to go. And until I develop an app, I guess this is what we're doing. So you can head over to the website, vickybear.com, and you'll see that it says new course, introducing you to your soul and check it out. And the more the merrier, because that helps to build the community. And the more people that are operating in joy and connected to their soul, it's going to have a ripple effect on our world. And I really believe that one person can make a big difference. And one person in alignment can make a huge difference in our world. And part of the reason that I created this course is I work with so many dynamic people who own their own businesses or who are in a place of influence or teachers who are in higher ed, who are psychologists, who are business owners in the community, who are coaches and little league as well as executive. <laughs> and because I get to see people from so many diverse backgrounds as well as so many forms of creating income, I think that the more of us that are listening to our soul and connected in that way while navigating this human experience can really have an effect on what we're doing here and how we can live and have some joy in our life and not have to be miserable and scared of other people because of their beliefs or their ethnicity or their orientation or you know what, we're all souls. We are all souls in the very essence of it. And the more of us that see it that way and then celebrate the individuality, I just know we're capable of it. And it might take a majority of us listening to our souls to be able to help those that are wildly disconnected from not only their souls, but maybe their humanity to actually show up and do some good in the world. So I'm going to get off my soapbox right now and onto the podcast chair and talk about this week's episode, which is using your intuition in business. And I can't believe I haven't done more episodes on this. This falls into the category of Vicki thinks she's already talked about it, but she really hasn't. And then when she looks at the category and, and people ask her to talk a little bit more about it, she realizes, holy moly, I have not. And this is like 70% of my business is actually working with those who own businesses. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes 
I can be a little flighty um, in this regard. I tend to, well, that's not fair to myself. I am going to catch that and shift it right in the moment to show you how diminishing ourselves does not support anyone. I am not flighty. I, in, in no way am I flighty. I might have low blood sugar and then be a little dipsy doodle, but I am not flighty. I simply live so much in the present that sometimes I forget to take inventory of the past. So there's a correction right on the spot. See how fast I did that? That's from all the neural pathway work. That's from integrating my soul and my human self to operate in-house as one. So intuitive business or using your intuition in business is as imperative as using your intuition in any area of your life. However, when you run your own business or you're running a business, it is necessary to cultivate that skill, I believe, because it saves so much time. It helps you to not go down the paths of distraction, of investing in things that aren't in your best interest, hiring people. One of the skills, one of the things that I offer a couple corporations right now is to go over their applications intuitively to say, hey, wait a minute, you missed someone here. This this is a keeper. Like get this person in your door now. And then other times, you know, people look really good on paper and they do really well in an interview. However, when you've honed your intuitive skills, you can see that they might be a troublemaker or they may be someone who has slightly padded their resume to lead you to believe that they have skills that they just don't have. And being able to pick this up from the initial get-go saves so much money, especially here in the States, because it costs so much to hire someone and then release them. And it can be challenging to even get someone to, I call it freeing up their future, where if they're not working for your business or in your business and the, or the personality, you know, there's just conflict there and you've tried everything to resolve it, to help, to grow and all that jazz. Why is that my statement today? I need to go listen to some jazz music, I think. You can present it as a way of freeing up their future because I really do believe that when we are in alignment with what we're doing, we don't have to own the company, but the work that we're doing, when we actually enjoy it, then you won't act in a way that helps you to be shown to the door and not let it hit you in the fanny on the way out. So there have been times where I've been contracted with companies to come in and have that conversation of, I'm here to free up your future and I'm going to help you to best decide what is in your um, vibrational alignment. Of course, we say it differently in corporate than I would if I was working directly with someone because there's not always a space just yet. It's coming. Keep the faith for that conversation of vibration and frequency. So if you own your own business, and you want to connect with yourself more dynamically and have it be more, your intuition be more on demand, you have to learn to listen to it in your own personal life because you are a compilation of all of you, your soul, your experience, your physical lifetime, the lifetimes before. And if you don't learn to listen to who you are or what you have to offer, you are not going to be able to hear your intuition unless it's a you know big old blazing house on fire kind of situation. So it can be difficult 
to discern what's intuition and what is practicality, I like them both to be there. I do not want someone to solely trust their gut or solely trust what they're getting intuitively. I want that spreadsheet. I want it to be backed up. I want there to be information and common sense and life experience because that's where the magic happens when there's a balance of each and that you listen to what you know to be true and maybe you don't have any proof for it, but you also get the proof. So if you have someone working for you and you feel like they're not doing their best job, but you don't have any proof of that, well, then you have to do a little recon, don't you? You have to figure out if they really are. And that's asking their supervisors, that's doing an you know, on-the-spot inspection, that's interviewing them again and saying, is there anything that's not working here? So you can use your intuition to get yourself in the door, to pay attention to what's not working, but then you got to back it up. And it can be difficult to kind of suss out what is that intuitive self and what is that knowing self or that experienced self, we'll call it, just so it doesn't get too confusing because an intuition is a knowing. (laughs) But when you're listening to the combination of your own life experiences, as well as whether it's a gut sense or it comes in through a clear audience where you hear it or you feel it or you claircognizant simply know it, it doesn't really matter. When you get those two working together, the likelihood of you being wrong is less. So learning to listen to it either through, you know, listen to some of my other podcasts, go take the course, Stay quiet for a moment and figure out what you know and what you don't know. Be willing to be present. Um, All of these things are important. Now, if you're in business for yourself, you have already listened to your guidance system. You have already listened to your intuition. It's very rare that someone comes to me and says, I'd like to start my own business and I want to make sure that it's all you know, lined up and I'm going about it the right way and my law of attraction meter is working. And I say to them, please don't, please don't go into business. It's happened. I have said to a couple people, should we think about this in a different way? Perhaps rather being in your own business, you just want a little bit more autonomy in your field Uh, because not everybody has cut out for it. It is not easy to be an entrepreneur. It is not easy to be a business owner. It does not have to be as toxic as we make it seem sometimes or as we're led to believe. However, it's a lot. And some for some people, going into work for someone else brings them a balance in their life that being in their own and on their own in their own business just would not bring. It's just too stressful. So, um, you know, my partner, for instance, he works for a nonprofit, and we've had many conversations about how I do my due diligence to keep my business effective and working and me effective. And he's like, nope, I just, I want to go into work, take my skills, take my degree, take my knowledge, help the company to grow and to serve humanity. 
but I don't want to be responsible for my income. And yet he works in a place where he's responsible for making sure that the company is viable for the other 30-something people that work there. And that feels okay to him. So it's important to listen. So if you've already created your business or you keep getting that ping or you keep getting that pull to be in business for yourself, there's your first intuitive hit, my friend. There is your first knowledge that you might have the special seasoning that's required. (laughs) Because sometimes I think we got to be a little off our rocker to do this and yet... Wow, people are amazing. It's hard. And I'm going to lay down some business truths here too, not just about intuition. That statement of if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life is complete bullshit. And we'll have to put the uh, labeling on this for swear words because it's bullshit. You will work. You have to work. There is a you know, part of the law of attraction is the law of magnetism, is the law of showing up, right? I don't know if that's a real law. I'm making that up right now, but it's true because if you do not show up in your business, if you don't show up as a partner and being willing to say, okay, I might not know what to do, but here's my physical self, here's my intelligence, and here's my work ethic. If you don't show up with that, your business will not succeed. It just won't. Um, And you can see this with people who, especially nowadays, where they become big either through, you know, a platform like TikTok or, you know, Oprah's favorite thing, Oprah's favorite things um, where they um, blew up, right? They were in business, but they didn't factor in this larger platform, which means you have to scale and you have to be ready for it because I'm assuming this doesn't happen overnight. It comes six months ahead. And there's something that fell out there and that they, there's a lot of them that go out of business afterwards. And some of that is because you have to be able to expand with your business. That doesn't mean that you have to be 24-7. I actually, most of the time when I'm coaching with someone, will say to them, what's your day off? Where are your days off? Where are you not available? You need to be not available because we need that break. We need that space. But if you're not aware of the scaling that you want to do in your own business and you might get to the place where you say, okay, where it is right now is where I want it to stay as far as how big it is, but you still have to maintain that. And sometimes that's harder even to maintain <laughs> because you're staying in, a, in, in the method that's already there. It's not impossible. You absolutely can say that you own a restaurant and there are certain hours that you want to be open and that's it because there's so much work that goes into running a restaurant that when the doors are closed, I don't think people get that. However, that's not for us to discover today or discuss. So... You might say, I only want to be open for breakfast and lunch. And you leave it there and then you maintain that because there's going to be so many other factors that you have to listen to um, and that you have to pay attention to. The staffing, the ordering, the building maintenance, all of that kind of stuff might still get you to what feels like a very full-time, the bookkeeping, a very full-time position, right? So your intuition may be telling you, I don't want to be open for dinner or for extended hours or I don't want to do delivery. It's really important to listen to your own 
knowing and your own intuition in this stuff. We do not all have to put together six-figure businesses or more or be on that stage where there's, you know, a million followers, um, which, you know what, the number of followers is not important. The quality of people in your community is important. So don't get hung up on that either. So when you are in your own business and you're navigating these changes, listening to what feels right to you, what sounds correct to you, what um, would actually make you a little bit nuts, go to that level. Listen to what would make you kookabunkers and dial that back and say, okay, what's the other side of it? I need to feel this out. When I'm working with someone we look at a business plan and we look at budgets and all of that kind of stuff. I suggest they have financial planners. I am not a financial advisor in that regard. But we will look at that stuff and I'll say, okay, now I need you to pause. And how does it feel in your body? Or what are you hearing? Um, what is your inclination right now? If your inclination is to run out that door, we need to talk about this. We're not talking about expansion. You know, I have wonderful clients that I've worked with that they came to me with an idea and sometimes I feel, ah, uh, I don't know what I feel about it because I don't feel bad, but I feel, I feel for them. I, I feel the confusion in that they'll come in with an idea and then as I'm asking questions or I'm feeling out that they actually would thrive in a whole different venue or a different genre of business. Um, it can sometimes feel like they're reinventing the wheel when in fact they're shimmying and lining up with what is their joy? What do they really want to do? And sometimes it is so opposite of what we're talking about. Like someone, I had someone come to me one time who was uh, looking to go for her MBA and ended up actually going into the seminary. And it's just so beautiful because I've worked with many pastors. That is running a business. My goodness, is that running a business. So her, I think her human self was drawn in by the idea of the management of a church or she didn't know it was a church at that moment, but a management of a business sense. And her heart was so pulled to helping people and then by working together, we figured out this is what she really wanted to do. And, you know, I think it's been 10 years. It just lights me up to think about that, that that was inside of her. And it just needed someone maybe on the outside to ask the questions. So you know inside what works for you. And sometimes it just needs to be revealed. Um, so you will work. It's not that... Once you line up with the idea that I'm going to take my, the phrasing being side hustle, um, and I'm going to run with it because I absolutely love uh, selling people makeup. Well, should we maybe look at that and see, okay, if this is your full-time thing, do you still love it? Does it still light you up? I love the idea of mediumship. I love the fact that I can connect with those who cross. But truthfully, it does not bring enough joy to me personally to do that anymore. So the very hard decision for me to listen to what my human self needs, which is 
structure and helping people to create that in their lives and helping to shift the trauma and to help someone see their value and then live in their value, that to me was way more important than what I was seeing the healing level that comes about through communicating with those who have crossed. It's it's important. It's viable. It is massively healing in some regards. It wasn't enough for my soul to do full-time anymore. So once I decided to listen to myself and say, well, what is it that you want to do? Well, I want to do the coaching over here. I want to teach people how to connect with their soul. I want everyone to know they're walking around with this intuition and it's not just bestowed upon me for whatever I did in a past life and whatever my interests are in this lifetime. Once I got there, the doors just opened and I have been having a lot of fun. I work. (laughs) So you will work, but you will work in a way that is lit up with energy so that, yeah, you go to bed exhausted, Um, but you go to bed exhausted happy and not every day exhausted. So the people who do really well with this are the ones that listen to what is the service to be provided. And because ultimately as a soul, we all come in to learn and there's some element of service involved there, right? So listen to, and when I say listen, it doesn't mean that it comes in through your ears. It doesn't always mean that it comes in through your heart or your gut. It comes in through information. So whether that's from your guides, whether that's from yourself, whether that's from reading an article and getting chills through your body, because that's what let you know that, um, it's exciting for you, whatever you're reading. Um, as you're doing this and as you're walking through your business and you're putting the pieces together, be willing to also to listen to the fact that you cannot do everything. You cannot be the all in your job. There's exceptions to all rules. But if you're listening to this and you're thinking about scaling your business or growing it or offering more services, Please give yourself the permission to recognize that at some point you are going to have to line up with other people who do well what you don't do well or that you don't want to do. It's important to face that and you know, be honest with yourself. That is also listening to your in- intuition. That's listening to the knowledge that's within you. So for instance, I am learning how to promote myself. It has not been something that I've thoroughly enjoyed. I love writing. I love communicating what I know. But to say I'm the person you need to come to, it just doesn't come easily to me. And yeah, I have a wonderful business that succeeded. (laughs) I had going in my 21st, 22nd year, I'm not really sure. We're somewhere around there. So I realized this last year that I had to hire someone who was good at that, who was good at putting the wording in place and then I can edit the wording to make sure it fits my message and hiring someone who I love all the technology stuff and honestly if I wasn't doing this I would probably be in um, computer development and web development and all of that but it's not a place where my time is best used so hiring someone to come in and do that recently has been such a gift to myself because then I get to feel lit up about 
recording podcasts again and about teaching and about, you know, putting a few more hours available to for private coaching um, because that was being allocated to all of the stuff that happens behind the scenes. So listening to yourself and paying attention to the trajectory of your business, this is an aspect of intuition. Listening to the reality, paying attention to the reality that you know, we all get the same 24 hours and I know I've tried to stretch them before and it didn't exactly work and you want to have balance in your life and you want to be able to have hobbies and visit with people and have relationships. So at some point, your intuition, your knowing, your soul is going to tap you on the shoulder and say, we need to hire someone. And it's important to do that. And the way that I look at that is the people that I've hired because I used my own gut and (laughs) even pushed the company I work with to bring people into my life to add the IT professionals, and it's worked out so well. Yes, I can be bossy sometimes. Uh, By listening to that, I align with people who love what they do. And that energy gets added to my business. And not just because it allows me to feel freed up a little bit. It gets contributed because they're so excited about what they figured out um, or about what they know about the membership uh, platform that I have or the... um, social media that got posted or the ideas about organizing my calendar. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. So when you're listening to yourself and your intuition, these steps don't seem as big. They're still big, but they don't seem as big. They seem natural. They seem like, okay, this is the next step in the growth and in the expansion and in the fun of being in business because it can be so the definition of joy in our lives for those of us that are wired for it. And more people are leaving their quote-unquote corporate jobs or they're working for other people because of in the pandemic they realized their skill sets I think and I think a little bit of time to themselves they realized what's important and what they really want to do so saving yourself the stumbling blocks that can be part of business by learning to know what's important to you uh, and what are those hits to your gut like (laughs) what might sound like something you should do should being a guilt guilt word so it could also be something that you could do but you decide that that's not the way you're going you will notice if you check out my course that I don't use a countdown and I don't use a buy this in the next week or so and it'll be a hundred dollars cheaper I am a direct person I do not beat around the bush I will deliver things kindly as I can But to me, that just felt like it's always insulting my intelligence. Yes, it works. I'm not going to argue with science. I'm not going to argue with data. I know it works. But I don't want to contribute to the idea that you are missing out on something or that you lack decision-making skills if you decide to put this on hold for another week. I would much rather someone come into the course fully ready to do it lined up with themselves than to feel a pressure of Vicky's going to close the course and I'm not going to get in there. No, I want to invite you in, not 
push you from the other side. So I took all those webinars. I listened to all that stuff. And every time I listened to that bit of advice, my stomach would tighten up so much and I would feel so disingenuous. And I decided, you know what? I won't do that to myself and I'm not going to do that to other people. My prices are my prices and I welcome you in. And if it's not for you, I'm so grateful you know that. Because if the message for me that I'm teaching is know yourself so well that someone else can't convince you you're someone other than who you know yourself to be, well then, how rude would that be for me to say you must do this course? It will absolutely change your life. Oh, it will. (laughs) However, the pressure to do that is not how I do business. So listening to that, there might be other people and even, you know, someone on my own team saying we really need to do this. Well, no, I don't. And I have run this business the last two decades from a place of learned intuition. I did not always do well. Now, I'm not saying every decision was stellar because there were some doozies in there. Have you ever wondered where your soul is? How you can be in touch with it? How you can use it? and communicate with it with your human senses as well as your intuition. I wondered this for a long time and as I practiced and learned how to do it, I have now created a course that you can take that is self-guided along with some live events with me that can help you to connect to your soul as well and to use this amazing collaboration between your human self and your soul to empower your life to create what you'd like to have and most importantly to be able to feel that you belong that you are amazing and then what would you like to do with that in the world so head on over to the website vickybaird.com check it out and sign up and let me know if you need any help Going through that and learning that my gut told me, my intuition told me, my knowing told me, my soul told me, and I didn't listen, which is the prerogative of a human. Um, So listening to those moments of ugh, it's, it's often an indication that the, like a red flag, you know, that it's just important to pay attention to this because anyone can say they're an expert at what they're doing and anyone can say that they can bring you to a certain level but if you're not willing to go to that level it won't work so when you partner with someone to expand your business whether that's in marketing whether that's investment um, whether that's in taking on a partner it doesn't matter it all applies to the same thing Can you listen to yourself and then have you done the due diligence? So for instance, you might read an excitement about working with someone to be absolutely, that's the course I need to take. I need to go in that direction and not do the research or the due diligence to find out if they're actually good at their job. And I'll be honest, this is where I've fallen into some challenges in the past because I so wanted the person because I actually liked the person I wanted them to be so good at their job part of me blocked out the fact that they couldn't deliver and it cost me financially it cost me emotionally but you know what I learned from it (laughs) and now that blending of 
um, what feels exciting to do, I will pause and I'll say, I need to know if this truly is a knowing and intuitive or am I getting caught up in the hype? Um, I just had the most ridiculous experience the other day. I watched a webinar. It sounded exciting and to me. And I really think that sometimes these things come along to reinforce what we already felt initially. And I was watching it and then about 45 minutes in thought, you know what? No, no, this is not what I want to do. Not the direction I am ready to take right now, but also I just didn't like the energy of the presentation. So the initial email was and the initial video was great, but the, the webinar was annoying, quite frankly. And then the follow-up email a day later came in and said, what did I do that could cause you to hate me so much that you wouldn't sign up for this course? Excuse me? (laughs) That right there affirmed to me that my initial feeling was correct. And what I can take from this in business is to never do that. But excuse me, you are presuming I hate. Number one, no room for hate in this heart. There just isn't. But you're presuming that you're that valuable to me that your webinar created this, I don't know, depth of relationship. You don't even know I exist. I was just a sign-in on your webinar. And you're sending that follow-up email. So... Even though initially I felt drawn in, my human self could read that and say, this is ridiculous. I don't know who's writing copy for you or who's falling for this, but they obviously have some insecurities because I'm sitting here saying, no way do I want to learn from someone who talks like that. Um, So got off on a little rant there, didn't I? But that's part of blending the intuitive self with the... Um, intelligence of self and being able to do research and being willing to do research. Everything is sign up now, sign up now, sign up now. No, no, (laughs) no need to do that. The only emergency we have is life. If it's life threatening, then we need to act in emergency. Other than that, not necessary. So please listen to those feelings of something's off here. And you might not be able to identify what was off, Um, I didn't take the time to actually figure it out. I had an hour later in the evening, so I thought I'll just watch this while I'm preparing my meals for the next couple days. And yeah, no thanks. So you can work on this as you're developing your business because you learn more and more as you go, right? No matter what we're doing, we're building on our skill sets. Um, And the idea that you have this spot on intuition right from the beginning likely isn't going to happen because you have to learn to ask yourself questions. You have to learn to be willing to hear the answers. And sometimes that feeling of, I should already be, I should already know this. I should already be able to trust this, um, isn't there. So don't beat yourself up. Be willing to say, well, I can just go off of what my head is reading, but I'd like to know what I feel, what my partner feels, what my customers feel. You know, reach out to your customers and see how they feel about a situation. You don't have to use the word intuition. You can say, how do you feel about this? How do you perceive this? And it will be similar information that comes through. But when you 
recognize you are where you are and then you build from there uh, because the practical steps are important. Now, having said that, there's a tendency to put yourself completely out there in business and to short circuit. And I see this often. And sometimes I'll have to say to people, can we dial it back? And I see this a lot in social media. So pick the platform that resonates the most for you if you're using social media. If you're someone who does radio ads, if you're someone who does print ads, definitely do the analytics. You need to pay attention to is it are you getting a return on your investment? Is it worth it for you in your market? Is it hitting enough people? So the practical steps blend with the energy of and the flow of the energy of where you want to be. And to that degree, listening to where your audience is, paying attention to where your audience is. The ability to run a successful business needs ingenuity it needs the ability to direct the energy that comes into the business. And it also needs the tenacity. Oh boy, does it need tenacity to keep following up and to keep asking, is this working? Is this working? Is this working? Is this not working? And analytics are where you can get a lot of that information. And that's not just because I love my spreadsheets and stuff. It's just true. Because you don't want to waste time following something that isn't, um, doesn't light you up, but also doesn't get you a return on your investment. And be honest about how much you even want to do it. Because one of the things that will happen with energy is that if your mouth is saying, yes, I want to be on all the social platforms, but your energy is saying, oh, I can't stand this. I don't like the exposure. It feels vulnerable to me. Um, I don't want to be responsible for coming up with posts. I don't want to do all of that stuff. Be honest because you'll sit there wondering why you're not getting any traction on stuff. And it's not all the algorithms that are out there. A lot of it is because you are not lined up with what you're saying you want to do. So that might be that you pick one outlet for your advertising, that you choose one way of communicating with your clients, but you don't do them all. Or it may be that you automate like crazy. Everything that I can automate, I automate. And that's where my brilliant helpers come in too, because in their businesses, they are the experts of this automation. And we do, like for instance, this podcast I record about a month and a half ahead. Um, not sure where this one is falling quite yet. Uh, and then it gets uploaded and then that becomes a blog and then that becomes a newsletter. And then it becomes, where does it go from there? It gets transcribed so that at some point all of this information will become part of a book somewhere. And then it goes in the archives and it's available. And then there's, oh, social media posts come from the podcast. So the automation is this stuff gets set up. Yes, it has to be set up, but then it gets scheduled and it just goes out like magic and gets delivered and anything you can do in that way right to your QuickBooks my QuickBooks are automated the stuff comes in I match it up and then whoop, you can do a reconciliation in no time flat which is just exciting especially when it says zero and it just balances out makes my heart happy and when you do that and you listen to all these parts of you and you get clear 
on what you like to do, what you don't like to do, what can you delegate, um, what can you learn about, what can you automate. Maybe you're not hiring a person right away, but you're using a scheduling software or like my booking software. Unless you're on contract with me, you go through the website and you book yourself. So there's a reason for that. Tuesdays and Fridays, you can book yourself. The rest of the days, I'm in charge of my schedule. And that allows me to not be caught in email jail or Tracy to be caught in voicemail jail and scheduling all this stuff. Automation, and we're more and more used to that now anyway. And I came about that because I wanted to place an order with a company back when we had the store and it was 1030 at night. That's when I had the time to do it. And I couldn't place an order with, it was Hay House and it's a big company. Now you can do that. But then you couldn't do it. And I shot him an email and said, this is ridiculous. You know, if you're a major supplier of all these books and stuff, how come I can't get on and order something without talking to a human for your sake and my sake? And then they rolled out the ordering, not because I said it, I'm sure it was already in the works, but by giving them that feedback that, you know, some of us that are working all day face to face, this is when we have time to do our stuff. So then, you know, if you work in retail, you know, you set par levels. So things automatically reorder. So think about the business you're going into. Think about the business that you have and however you can organize things, however you can automate, however you can become so stinking (laughs) efficient, what it will do is it will leave the space for those brilliant ideas, for the intuition to come in, for you to be able to invest in time alone, which is necessary to be able to hear these messages. And maybe you'll also be investing in learning and you can do that free. Like you can do podcasts like this. Hello. Um, you can take a book out of the library. You, it doesn't always have to have a cost, but I promise you, if you are in business, you are researching, you are learning and things change so quickly that it's, it's a big part and it's something that you need to think about before deciding to be in business because otherwise you'll be surprised and that's often where people short circuit because they didn't realize that they always had to be thinking about upgrading and growing and expanding and it's the reality of it. It's exciting and it's a reality. So one of the things that has been very endearing for me to hear is I will often when I'm working with a company or when an individual, a solopreneur, a small business, I will say to them, you have to see your business as its own entity. You have to see it as its own energy in the universe. Separate it, especially if you're the one doing the work, like I am the one bringing the work to my business, right? But if I think of my business as Vicky all the time, I won't be able to make the best decisions for my business. I will only be able <laughs> to make what's in the best interest of Vicky, which might mean that I watch too many YouTube videos rather than get the work done. So when you have the concept of your business having its own energy field, which it does anyway, but it has its own vibration in the universe, it helps to one, not take things so personally, but it helps to then plan out where it wants to be And I recommend that people actually have a meeting with their business, literally see their business energy as its own 
intelligence that you can have a conversation with. And one of the ways that I do it is Mike, my partner, <laughs> when he's talking about my work, he'll say VickiBaird.com. And he'll say, how's VickiBaird.com? Uh, what's going on, VickiBaird.com? And it's become this thing that that adds to my what I was already doing is seeing my business separate from myself. But now what I say, I found myself saying is, okay, I have, I have a meeting with VickiBaird.com. And it's not the website, although that comes into play, that I'm having the meeting with. I'm actually sitting down and saying, okay, given the feedback lately, what's going on financially, what's going on um, energetically, where do you want to be? What do you want to create in these next three months, next six months, next 12 months? And I have found when I ask my business, the Vicky part of me who has to do it can go into planner mode. She can go, <laughs> speaking a little outside myself here, but in third person, but I can go into a, a CEO head and plan things out and not worry necessarily about how they're going to get done. I can create a vision, which is what a CEO does, right? And then I have a meeting with my operations manager, which is myself, and <laughs> then say, is this possible? Is there room in the schedule? How do we need to any other software? Is there another team member that I have to bring on in order to do this? And when you do this, it will create a dynamic of communication between you and your business. And the ideas that pop up are just amazing. Um, for you know the clients that I work with, that I have the fortunate um, blessing really to work with, because sometimes in the thick of it, when I have been literally in their warehouse helping them to decide what products are feasible and what ones aren't and we don't do it all by the number count that's huge but we do it by feeling and then sometimes what will happen is I'll have them feel it out that there's maybe one that they never liked and that's creating a block within their business and this works especially well if you can have people step away from their business and not take it personally all the time they put into that design and everything right so especially for those artistic types. This takes a little bit of negotiating, but it's so powerful when your business has a voice, when it has a say, when it has its own uh, viability in the universe, it'll start attracting more money, which is also why you need to have a business account set up and you need to have a tax accountant. You need to have an accountant for your business as well. So they can be the same. I use the same firm for my business and my personal. When I think of my taxes, I think, oh, it's all about my business. I need to make sure everything's pretty and it's all locked up and that I'm reporting what I need to report and I'm, you know, paying my payroll taxes and everything. The business does that and it works. I saw this shift in my business when it went from Vicky having to bring in all the income to nope, Baird Enterprises or VickiBaird.com brings in that income. And I saw, you know, the ability to invest in my business then and to bring on team members. There are times you're going to want to pack it in. There are times where you are going to want to say, I am done with this whole process. I don't want to be in business for myself anymore. And if that's the case, that's fine. Um, sometimes that is the best decision to make. But I would love for you to do these other steps first 
so that you can decide if it's coming from exhaustion. Is it coming from you you need a break. You need to create some space between you and your business so that you know who you are as a human and who you are as a being in your soul. Think about that before deciding to pack it in. Maybe you do need a sabbatical and maybe you need to be honest with your clients or your your staff or you know the um, customers that are coming in and you take a break, take a week off. Um, if you've built relationships, you don't need to worry about this. People will come back to you. Um, when my husband passed, I took two months off, which actually did it end up it ended up being two and a half months because I had been out for the three weeks he was on hospice. So it or the week he was on hospice, two weeks he was in the hospital. So I ended up being two and a half months. And I worried a little bit about that, but the priority was himself and then myself, um, getting myself back in alignment before I would meet with someone. And it didn't miss a beat at all. I was honest throughout the situation. I told people what was going on. I said, I need some space. I need to figure out, you know, everything that goes into the five years of caretaking and all of that. But I just needed to get my head straight so that I could be helpful to everybody. You are clear if you're honest. You don't have to be that forthcoming. I tend to be an open book. But you can do that and and then maybe get back into it. Take that little bit of break because it is tiring. It is exhausting. And I think that should be built in and maybe even a goal of your business to provide you with that space. Um, and if you're creating your business to be automated or self-sufficient enough, or there's an ability to, um, well, not even an ability, it's a commitment to have it running effectively, it will be able to run without you. Your business should be able to run without you. Um, I guess if you're a dentist, that could be difficult. (laughs) But you could create that space where, and the financial base that you could take that time and have a break. Um, And then you'll know if it's exhaustion talking and you simply needed a break or if it really is time to maybe sell the business or to close the doors, retire, graduate, whatever the case may be. Your intuition is going to come in there too because it will talk to you. It will let you know if something is no longer working and if you're willing to hear that it's no longer working, you can make that transition. And this ended up being a lot longer than I intended once I get talking about it, I get excited and then I think of other things that are on the paper that I had in front of me to talk to you about. So have follow-up episodes on how to get more in-depth in trusting that intuition and, and using it. But if you have any questions, you can go to vickybear.com, schedule your own appointment with me or do a coaching package. I'm happy to help you and your business along to success. And thank you for tuning in and I will see you in the next episode. If this is something you feel would be beneficial to you, feel free to pop on over to the website, vickybear.com, V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com or at Coach Vicky Baird on all the social platforms.